0: Coming to you live from the studios of the Big League Sports Radio Network in Atlanta, Georgia, it's The Rant, presented by Anchor Collision Center. <laughs> and there it is, the dynasty continues. Pastor Ishimura Anderson. This is The Rant on the Big League Sports Radio Network. I am James Lasser, sitting across from me, as promised. He is here in studio or makeshift studio for tonight. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com, The Rant on Big League Sports Radio Network. I am at Radio Guy on Twitter and at Silent Superman is Shamara Anderson. Find us on Anchor, anchor.fm slash the rant and the number one, the rant and the number one. O-N-E will not help you. So what's going on? What's good? How you doing? Hey
1: man, another day man. Got you here? Happy to be here.
0: Good, good, good. So um, I want to start here for a minute because if you didn't listen to the interview that I I had with uh Crystal, this past week, shame on you, that's a you problem, um, but I did uh, give give my followers from the other place to here, and the new people that you have brought with you, an opportunity to know who I am, so I did a little interview, um, and I went in depth why I left the last place I was at, and at the end of the day, and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, because at the end of the day, I'm over it. But uh, I left, I felt that our direction was going two two separate directions. I felt that uh, it just, I, I felt like I was in it on my own. I didn't feel like I was in control of what I had going on and the direction that I wanted to take this show. Um, so I decided it was time to move on and part ways And I really felt deep down that it was a long time coming. Not so much that for years and years I wanted to leave. I just felt that at the end of the day. I was going to move on and do my own thing. So that's that. I left them. I am now with the Big League Sports Radio Network. And it has been a blast ever since we launched two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. August 1st is when Big League Sports actually took over. So we are here. I got my man tomorrow with me, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna debate. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fuss, and it's gonna be great. So, you ready? Let's
1: get
0: it, man. All right. So, last night. Well, let me back up. Let me back up to to preseason in general. Again, that's our makeshift uh, studio for tonight. Um, I wanna talk about preseason football because we've discussed this before, we were discussing it just before we came on the air, about how preseason football is basically a waste of time. Um, the point that I made to you was the 54th player on the roster that makes the roster is not gonna make a difference in making that team legitimate or not legitimate. You, If you're the 54th player to hit a roster, then you obviously didn't have the gene to make it in the first 30 um, or 22 even. So, I don't feel that um, preseason is worth my time. I don't really watch the game. Did you watch any of the games last night?
1: Uh, I watched the Atlanta Falcons and the Miami Dolphins.
0: You watched the Falcons and the Dolphins. Who won that game? The Dolphins. Did any starters play?
1: Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's penciled in as a starter.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do believe so, he, he is. Played. He's going to get you five wins. He's going to... He's going to get you some wins that you probably shouldn't win, and he's going to get you some losses that you probably shouldn't lose. Oh,
1: so his defense, he actually looked pretty good yesterday. You
0: against know? the twos. <laughs> yeah, against the twos.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I had a lot of defense in play. Right. There's a few guys on that, uh, that right.
0: team defense play. So, so let's transition this from the NFL wants to make more money, mm-hmm. that's the only point of preseason, into – overreaction Friday, because that's all I heard all day today, was Daniel Jones looked great, Kyler Murray looked fantastic, and uh what's what's the guy, Washington, what's his quarter, what's her quarterback name? Not Cordell Jones, I can't remember his name, no, he's the one who just came out of Ohio State, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, I don't think it was him, look that up, Um but anyways. All I heard all day was Daniel Jones. Who is it? Okay, he's still looking that up. So, um, Daniel Jones needs to take the place of Eli Manning. And my first reaction is, are you insane? Because you had one drive against the twos and threes and you made a throw or two and went, I think he went six of seven. So we're going to just sit Eli for you. You were the sixth pick in the draft simply because you were afraid that Washington was going to take that pick. And I just don't feel knowing what I know today and being around as long as I've been around, I feel that Washington was playing games with you. They wanted you to think that you, they were going to go after Daniel Jones so they could go get their guy. So you would pick Daniel Jones so they could guarantee that their guy was gonna be, I think he was. At, they they had the 10th or 11th pick. They wanted to make sure that their guy was there. And the only person who was gonna be picking a, a quarterback in that time was gonna be the Giants. So, but everybody feels that Daniel Jones and that uh, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, that's his name, Dwayne Haskins was are going to be, they're, they're what we would consider to be like your big three. Right. Because those are the big three draftees. And I watched, um I did watch Kyler Murray last night. Yeah, for one drive. <laughs> I mean, that's all he was there for. He was there for one drive. He had a good drive.
1: And I watching that game last night. I also got to take a look at the guy that Kyler Murray pushed out of Arizona. John mm-hmm. I mean, He looked pretty good as
0: well. Okay. So, and we're gonna to get to that in a minute because I kinda of have a theory. And it's not a it, it's a theory that I heard. I just kinda, of, you know, got my own thoughts and opinions on that theory. But um Kyler Murray looked really good commanding that offense. And so I'm not confident. here's the problem with Kyler Murray. He's a two hundred and five pounds and he's five foot nine. You can tell me what you want about him being five foot ten. He's not five foot ten, he's five foot nine. And the problem with Kyler Murray is if Clay Matthews can ever get him, if these big defensive backs can ever get their hands on that slimy, sneaky SOB, then they're going to hurt him. But he's so quick and he's so agile. And the way that he moves and cuts, he he can avoid getting hit. My problem is if he gets hit, it could be a problem. He's not... He may be about the same height as ba- Baker Mayfield, but basically, he ain't the same build. Basically,
1: what you're saying, is what you're asking is,
0: you yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't hit well, get hit a whole lot in college.
1: Well, so Wilson is a small court,
0: right? he's a Ritchie, but... Okay, well, that's one thing that I've always said about Kyler Murray mm-hmm. is that I feel he's an NFL quarterback, just like Tua. I believe Tua is an NFL quarterback. The problem for Tua. He has not shown anybody that he can stay healthy for an entire season. And that's going to be his downfall. He can make the throws. He can he can read the coverage. Can he stay healthy? That knee and that ankle have given him problems now for two years. And he had those problems at, uh, in his high school. So, I feel he's an NFL quarterback. I guess we'll see. Now, let me segue into what you're talking about with Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen... Maybe in eight months from today, may be in the same position he was eight months ago. So, uh, the Arizona Cardinals traded Josh Rosen after they drafted Kyler Murray. Well, the Miami Dolphins may be in this uh, tank for Tua kind of situation. So, Josh Rosen could end up in eight months, been in the same position he was four months ago. Because if he gets drafted,
1: Bad luck, huh?
0: <laughs> I mean sometimes <laughs> life is what it is. But where's he gonna go? I mean you're talking about if this happens, where's he gonna go from there? That's got to be a confidence killer. Only
1: thing he can do is go and sit behind a veteran quarterback and learn from him. Go
0: sit behind Brady. You can sit behind Brady. Yeah, we
1: we'll do something with him.
0: Yeah, oh, Belichick will. So that's my fear when it comes to Josh Rosen. I feel I really do feel bad for the kid, because I feel like nobody's actually given him a shot. Because even in Miami, he's not named the starter. So he's going to have to sit behind a Harvard graduate, a Harvard graduate. So you're not even good enough to beat to to beat out a quarterback who went to freaking Harvard and played football. How you get drafted out of Harvard, I don't know. But you know what? He has made an entire career out of being a draftee from Harvard University. So that is impressive. But yeah, I'm really I'm really concerned about the confidence. If this happens to him again, I believe it's a confidence killer. I really, really do. And how many teams are really looking for a quarterback? I mean, at, I mean Jacksonville's still looking for one. Nick Foles was a temporary solution. Oh, right. Nick Foles is not going to have that same magic that he had in, in Philadelphia. He's not. Quarterbacks and systems, we were talking about this the other day. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick separate would not have the same success as they do together. Nick Foles and that Eagles offense is not going to have Now they may have the Eagles may have the same success. They got, I mean. Right. But Nick Foles will not have that same success in Jacksonville with, you know, two or three talents on that roster. Um, and I can't even off the top of my head tell you who the offensive coordinator is for Jacksonville. Um, bouncing around, the, the, some of the other top stories in the NFL, we got um, Andrew Luck. He's got that injury going on. And um, everybody's a little concerned about how soon he can back up, because let's think about this. Whenever he had his shoulder issue, he said, I'm just a couple of weeks away from being able to throw, and he never, ever came out, came started throwing, and he never came back. So he ended up being out, not this past season, but the year before, and then he came back, and this past year, he lit it up. But, story's still out on that. What is that, a knee injury? Yeah. Calf injury. So um, that's one of the other big stories. Of course, the story of the Patriots and what are they doing with the Tom Brady contract. Uh, I know he just signed an extension, but it's something, of, I, I don't know exactly how, I, I haven't looked. I mean, we can't look at the contract, but we can get the details. But something about it, it's supposed to change the money for this year and then he'll be a free agent next year. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Is he gonna be is he gonna play past forty two? Is he gonna be around next year? Are the Patriots preparing him for a future without Tom Brady? What you think?
1: Any quarterback can do it, they
0: can
1: do it. Yeah. He signed a two year contract extension,
0: so Yeah, and there's something about the money. I don't know what they're they're moving money around. That's basically what that is. And then uh, Drew Brees, they basically did the same thing I think last year with his uh extension. Um so, those are some of the big stories in the NFL. Like I said, preseason, a waste of time. Did we learn anything last night? Did we really, truly learn anything last night? Even Baker Mayfield.
1: In my, my opinion, is, preseason is basically is where you find talent. You find diamonds in the, rough
0: mm-hmm. in the Preseason.
1: That's why I don't get it when a lot of fans complain about uh, the starters not playing and the team not winning. Atlanta has lost 10 straight preseason guys. And being an Atlanta fan, uh-huh. to sit and watch and, and see what other fans say, like, oh, we, we stuck, we're not going to win with that trash, but those guys are probably never going to see the field. Right. When those guys see the field, just like last season, we in big trouble. Right. Because uh, we had a lot of injuries last year. When I, when I say us, I, I speak of the fact that one, because I'm a Falcons fan. Uh, we'll get
0: that out of you eventually.
1: <laughs> so, last year the fighting, you know, we came in with high expectations. Uh, Matt Ryan was able to stay healthy, which he, that's what he's done his whole career. Uh, Devontae Freeman played two games; he went down. He's a big part of what he do. And then they was looking for Teddy and Coleman, and, you know, to kind of pick up the slack. Right. He wasn't able because the offensive line had a lot of injuries. And, but basically, what I'm saying is. Preseason, man. This is what you find. Like preseason for the fucking last year was kind of a throwaway, and I see that's what James is getting at. If this is a throwaway to most teams, why even do it in the first place? But it gives guys shot, man. This is a guy that uh, with the uh, the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. He he's been a competitor everywhere he's been. He started out basketball. He wanted to play basketball. All right. He didn't. He knew he wasn't gonna make it. So he ended up walking on to a community college. He played there. All right. He figured that he'll make it in the draft. He didn't make it in the draft. He slept outside of the Cleveland Browns facility.
0: I remember this. I heard this and story. And
1: basically begged them for a tryout. And he got the tryout. He had a keep return for a uh, touchdown. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I heard about he, this story.
1: He's he boosting his hands. It's a feel-good story. <clears> you got to kind of get behind him because the, the guy worked his butt off to get where he had. He literally had to sh- Struggle and scrape, scrap for anything that he got, and, and I respect him for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you will never ever hear about him if he won for preseason. That's
0: right. Like
1: they won't hire him just because he, he couldn't sit out there and get a
0: <laughs> starting job.
1: Starting job. So yeah, that's why preseason. You know, it, it's about the money. You know, to to the people. You know, rich rich is always willing to get richer, but yeah, to guys like him, it's it's about showing everybody what I can do on a big stage.
0: Yeah, my thing about this, this is my biggest problem with the preseason. You're already a multi-billion dollar industry. And now they want to go from 16 regular season games and four preseason games to two preseason games and 18 regular season games. But here's the catch. A single player can only play in 16 games. What's
1: the purpose
0: behind that? Players aren't going to like this because they're like, I mean, they're going to like that two extra game checks.
1: Now you got to pick and choose when you want to start
0: your quarterback. Right. Like, so what are you going to do? Play your quarterback one through 16, sit them for 17 to 18, get them ready for the playoffs? Right, you got, you got, or do you start them in week three and let them play all the way through? That way they are they don't have that two weeks of rust going into the playoffs. Friday, man.
1: you sit in the first two weeks of the season,
0: man. You can be 0-2. That could be your
1: season, right? Uh-huh. We're talking about quarterbacks in the, the NFC. The NFC South is a fight. Yeah, the the, um, the the AFC North is a fight. Can you afford to lose two games coming out of the gate? Ask think.
0: ask the Packers. They didn't make it back.
1: The Packers is the NFC North.
0: Who'd you say? AFC. North. Oh, you said AFC North. No, you can't. You
1: got the uh, you got the Pittsburgh. You got the Ravens. You got Cincinnati. I mean,
0: didn't the Ravens win the division last year after being behind to start? Yeah. So. But they they only took It's off, rare.
1: They took off because they they lost their starter
0: right flat, and then they and had now, a wild card in there
1: mm-hmm. he didn't go for a whole lot of yards no I
0: think they I think I heard today that the most yards he threw for in a single game was 205 he was running, man. but he was getting 112 120 running the ball mm-hmm. so and they plan to run him again this year hey, but that. they're gonna get him killed he's not going to be able to do that these defenses are going to pick up on all of it and he's gonna end up squashed, you know. I oh, don't
1: know, man. I can't say that. Could be
0: like like what we were talking about with uh, Kyler Murray. You gotta catch him first. You gotta catch him, <laughs> you gotta catch him yeah, first. You said the same thing about Michael. Vick. Right. That's where i was getting Michael at. Rick, man, couldn't touch him. Real man. And
1: that level, you couldn't touch
0: him. I remember that, There's one play of Michael Vick's career that I remember more than anything. It was it was an overtime against Minnesota. Uh-huh. And he ran all around that field and he stepped back. He was running backpedaling back at one point and he ended up running all the way for a touchdown.
1: That wasn't was, getting Minnesota, was
0: it? Yeah, it wasn't Minnesota, guy. yeah. That was when you made
1: the guy hit each other. Uh huh. Yeah. I
0: that. yeah. I that. So I was like, this guy, he's he's like, he's slippery and they're fast.
1: Yeah, he was a small quarterback as well.
0: Right. Do, the only problem with him was his accuracy was way off.
1: Don't sit up in and, and for one second think that Michael Vick is six feet. Michael Vick was no more than 5'10", five, 5'11", five if that. But you couldn't tell him that he won 6'5". Right. Six, you couldn't tell him he won the size of Cam Newton because he played like
0: it. Yeah, Cam Newton. Oh, man. Um, so those are the really the big stories when it comes to the NFL. Right. Really, week two, week three is going to be nothing but – actually, week two is going to be basically like week one. Week three is going to be a dress rehearsal. And then week four, they rest everybody. So uh, a lot of your starters will play the first quarter, maybe the first half of game three. And then they won't play again until week one of the regular season.
1: Then also, man, being a father's fan, we we haven't played any of our top-tier guys. No Matt Ryan, no Julio, no Calvin Ridley, no Sanu. None of them. Those guys need to be on the field, man, because hey, they need to at least get a series
0: of two more. And they'll get it in week three with that dress rehearsal. And that's basically, the week three is basically, you kind of get an idea, you're starting to want. You're starting to cut players, starting to get an idea of what your roster's going to look like. Now let's put these guys in there and let's knock the rust off. Right. But that's resting rest them for week four, because we don't want them to play 20 straight. Outside of the bye, game, the bye week, but we don't want them to keep playing every week, every week, every week, and running all the way into January should they make it into the playoffs. So, they're going to knock off the rust in game three. It's a rough schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to mention this for a minute, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time because we do got some basketball I want to get into. Um, you're talking about strength of schedules. And there was one thing that I said, everybody was over the top on Dak Prescott a couple of years ago because mm-hmm. he had thirteen 13-3 season. Right. And I was one of the ones, go back and look it up in the archives, it's there, where I said, do not feel that you're going to see this sustained success going forward. Because whenever he went 13-3, remember, he replaced Tony Romo. Nobody had seen him before. So... I feel that with Baker Mayfield, we could be getting ready to see the same thing. Because here's the thing about Dak Prescott, and let's compare it to Baker Mayfield. Dak Prescott, nobody had seen him. They had a first place schedule. Next year, they came back down to earth. Mm -hmm. There's so much anticipation of what Baker Mayfield can do. And again, referring back to this overreaction Friday, everybody saw the drive last night. It was against twos and threes. Let's stop. Overreacting, first of all. Second of all, the whole camera taking the picture pose, I hate. Maybe it's my. I don't want to say hate. But there's something about Baker Mayfield that just pisses me off. And to see the camera, it's preseason. I mean, you act like you're going to the Super Bowl. And the anticipation is that the Brown, even the announcer said it last night. So whenever we win the AFC Championship, Oh, just just slow down, hold the hold the phone just a minute. It's the freaking preseason. Yes. And do I think that their offense is good? Yes. Do I think their defense is good? Yes. Problem is they've never been on this stage before. They've never had the anticipation and the the hype that they have now. And I really think that they could what 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 happens if they start one and three? What what does Landry do? What does Beckham do?
1: Speaking of Beckham, I can't speak on the record standpoint, but uh, what's going to really hurt him in the term of what kind of quarterback Baker's going to be is he can withstand that backlash from O'Dell and not giving him the ball when he wants No, Manning had to go through it, and uh, it was tough, man. Difference
0: is age. Manning's older. Baker's younger. Baker's, what, 20 maybe 24? Beckham's probably 27. Elias, 38. There's a big difference right there in age. But here's another thing I want you to talk, and we've discussed this before. When Odell Beckham goes over 100 yards and scores a touchdown, the Giants were under 500 because he demanded the ball. I feel that Odell Beckham is just like Russell Westbrook. He's not a team guy. He's a me guy. And
1: at the same time, you looked at the opposite of Odell Beckham, which is a Julio Jones. And when he went over 100 yards and scored a touchdown, Stockton over 500.
0: He's not a diva. He's not a Cooper Don. And it's, speaking of divas, Antonio Brown. Oh, Let me hit this real fast because I do want to get into some basketball. But there's so much football going on right now, and you know we've already gone through basketball. And yes, this is our first time back on the air in three months, so we kind of missed the basketball, the free agency, the finals, the playoff, Kawhi Madness, right, but here we are, oh, Antonio Brown, first of all, went and did this cryotherapy, all right, that's basically where, for those who don't know, you walk into a room that's minus 170 degrees Fahrenheit, that's how cold it is, so, but you stick your head, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it, but you walk in there, your head's out of the chamber, the rest of your body's in there. The idea is to get completely dry. You don't need any moisture. Like, if you're wearing a necklace like I got on, you don't want any water on it because it'll stick to you, you will burn you. So, I don't, he's done it before. I don't know what you gave him the idea. Let me just walk in here barefoot. What? What? I mean, you, there comes to a point where getting so cold starts to have the same reaction as something too hot. I mean, have you seen the pictures? I saw the
1: feet.
0: They're gross. <laughs> they're, they're gross. And say what you want about a pedicure or, or, or whichever one's for the feet, That no pedicure, manicure, any cure in the world will fix that. But it just comes down to Antonia Brown being Antonia Brown and now he's completely cut off all communication to the Oakland Raiders. He's not even talking to the coaches. He's not talking to ownership. He's just giving them the silent treatment. So this is what you signed up for, Oakland. They're getting for, what, three years? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. R-
1: R.I.P. to that young man.
0: Yes, sir. So I want to transition into some um, some basketball. Because I, I, whenever I was with the other place, I uh, I went on to a show called the OST Show out, out in uh, San Francisco, California. He was part of FCC Free Radio. He's no longer with FCC Free Radio. He's just part of his own deal. But I have been to his show before and uh, been on his show. I think he's a very bright guy. I think he's smart. He knows what he's talking about. But I want, to, um, I want to, for a minute, I'm going to play a clip. And I want to get your immediate reaction from that clip. And um, I want to hear what you have to say. Because it's nothing against Brian. I mean, like I said, I like Brian. But I just did not agree with this clip. And, you know, everybody's got their own opinion. I'm okay with that. So here's the clip.
2: And you're going against a team like the Warriors who, you know, that had Durant and Steph Curry. And what really hurt them a lot, I feel what really hurt them more than uh, Kevin Durant going down, was Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson was on fire in game five, he was lighting it up, and then he twisted his knee and he went down. That guy tried to muscle it back out and come back out on the court. He took the free throws, he was running up and down in the back, in the locker room. But he just couldn't get it, and oh man, that that really hurt. I think they were playing, you know, good ball without Durant. Durant only played, he didn't play the final. He played in the game that uh, in game five there. But without Clay, that really really hurt. I people don't. I don't think people give Clay Thompson enough credit.
0: So let me get your immediate reaction to that because I want to hear your take on that. You're you're the basketball savant, so go ahead.
1: All right. We all know that uh, with Kevin Durant, it, it's not even. I mean, it, it may be a clean sweep. Right. And uh, I don't care how good Kawhi was playing, that doesn't matter. Cause with Kevin Durant, the Warriors were very overpowering. Right. That is a hell of a team to try to beat four, you know, win four out of seven games again. Now, they, the Warriors, they were at a disadvantage without KD. They, were, mm-hmm. they, were, they, were, they were, let's get, let's get that out there now. You know, they were panicking once, once KD, you know, he didn't play. You know, everybody was like, well, KD going to come back in the game nine and, you know, the Warriors going to turn it on, and boom, they champions again. Okay, he came back, he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, but, but. So, what he was saying is, Clay Thompson, Warriors still have a slight change with Clay and still. Because, you know, both of you know. Let
0: school, them get hot.
1: They, they got to get hot. Man. Let mm-hmm. them get hot. And you get I've never point. seen
0: anybody put up 37 points in a quarter until I saw Clay Thompson do it. Clay, Clay? When he gets hot, he's Clay hot. bad man. Right. And, uh, he might be arguably the best shooter in the game. Even better than Steph.
1: Because you got to look at it, man, as far as form-wise. And I've told you this several times.
0: You got I a pretty com- stroke. I
1: compare him and Steph to Reggie and Ray Allen.
0: Right. And we've so Steph, had this conversation.
1: Steph is basically Reggie Miller. Because I've seen Reggie Miller shoot a lot of crazy threes. Mm-hmm. But then you got somebody like Ray Adam, That form is just, just beautiful. It's a work of art. Right. That's Clay Thompson. Right. And Steph mm-hmm. get his shot for anyway. Steph. He look like he having form, man, he just throwing
0: it. <laughs> he, he just looks like he throws it at the at the rim. It goes in. And does. It goes in. I don't know how half the time.
1: Him and him Clay are two different types of shooters. Mm-hmm. Both great shooters, Great but two different types of shooters. Clay is a shooter that he really can't get his, get that three off without being still. He's a set shooter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he, he spotting, put him in his spot, get the ball to him in his good spot. Oh, he's going in. Steph on the other end. That 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 that's what mm-hmm. makes Steph a superstar, mm-hmm. and that is what made Clay an all-star. Right. Steph get his shot. He can get that three from anyone, man. Shoot, look, minimal separation. Steph is up. It's in. But yeah, man, back on get back on topic. But uh, I feel like with Clay and Steph and Draymond, you know, the original big three in Golden State, they had a legitimate chance to win. I mean, you don't agree with that.
0: No, we'll get into my take in a minute. You, we've already had this discussion. They,
1: they had a legitimate shot to win, man, because, you know, and in, in, in your argument was they didn't have enough fighting.
0: Yeah, they weren't deep like they were in 15.
1: I mean, and, and that is true. You know, they still have a majority of those core guys. You know?
0: Yeah, but here's, here's, here's the way I look at the, at the difference. Uh-huh. Is that in 15, they had rim protection.
1: Right.
0: They didn't have that this year. I mean, they had they had azeli Bogut, they had. Yeah, but he wasn't playing. He won the yeah, and yeah. they had most spates.
1: Yeah,
0: and he, he wasn't playing a ton of minutes, no. but it's just the fact that you could throw fresh bodies, and that's what I was trying to t- tell you. Look, we got into a deep discussion about this the other day. I'm
1: gonna tell you about this, and this is my take from that. What you were saying, I hear what you're saying and mark them not being deep. Are you saying they're not deep because they don't have players that you don't
0: know about? No, I'm saying that they're not deep because they were twelve, ten to 12 deep in 15, and they were 8 to 9 deep now. So that's three less bodies right. that you have to throw, two to three less bodies that you can fresh bodies that you can keep. That's what makes Alabama in football and the Patriots and all these, they keep throwing fresh bodies in the game, mm-hmm. right? Anytime the offense subs, Alabama subs right? So they keep throwing subs in at you, right? So they stay fresh. Mm-hmm. You, whenever you go from having eight or nine deep to 10 or 12 deep, mm-hmm. or vice versa, you can't, you can't continue to throw those fresh bodies. And that was my problem, is that they had to get rid of all those extra men in order to sign Kevin Durant. And as soon as they signed him, Harrison Barnes was gone. Bogut was gone. Uh, uh, Mo Spates was gone. All these people, they were gone. And they went from being Ten to twelve deep to eight or nine deep. And so that was my big problem. Now, as far as what he was saying about it was a bigger deal for for clay to go down than it was for, for K D to go down. Like I said, I, I, I like this guy. He's a friend of mine. I just find that to be a little bit asinine. Come on,
1: man. The best in the game.
0: And I do feel that that Clay Thompson, if he didn't go down in that fourth quarter of game, been, what was it, game six? six. It they were gonna force a game seven, mm-hmm. and what was gonna happen is the the all of the pressure was gonna get shifted from Toronto or from Golden State to Toronto that fast, and you're gonna force Toronto to win against a defending champs on your home floor mm-hmm. in front of. Millions in front of the country. I'm gonna ask you this question. Okay.
1: They forced that game seven, all the pressure on Toronto. Now, I. I can with say,
0: Clay, without Clay? With Clay. With Clay.
1: I can say now, we we know what Clay, we not Clay, but we know what Kawhi is gonna bring. He's mm-hmm. gonna, be him all, he gonna be himself. Kawhi is a legit superstar. Right. right. Now, this pressure mm-hmm. is on Kyle Lowry
0: now. Not just Kyle Lowry. But well, we're talking about uh, Ibaka. Ibaka, and we're also talking about Mark. Danny Green, Danny Green and Gonzalez. who's that shooter I like? Uh,
1: Fred Van Yes.
0: Van Fleet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it puts, yeah, it's going to put all the pressure, and here's the difference. Here's the difference. Kawhi's been there before in a Game 7 Finals. Danny Green has been there. Danny Green has been there before. You know who else, you know who hasn't been there? Everybody else. You know who has been there? The entire Warriors roster. Has been there with the pressure. And I don't mean the entire roster. Because, you know, Queen Cook hasn't been there before. He hasn't been in a game seven. But I'm talking about Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and uh, Clay Tom- or Steph Curry have all been there.
1: But he did. Andre, yeah,
0: Andre was there. Andre Iguodala was there. I believe he was the sixth man the year that they won.
1: Yeah.
0: Find his MVP? Mm-hmm. Find his MVP for limiting LeBron to 28-8-8.
1: And then I look back at that, and I, I still sit up and wonder, how the hell Steph Curry not get
0: Finals MVP? That's a good question.
1: Average them in thirty points in the series, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the knock on Steph?
0: And the thing is, what year was that? Fifteen, and that was the year that Kevin Love and Kyrie went down. Now, mm-hmm. you and I have also had this discussion, and I believe it is the the NBA gods fixing what got screwed up the year before. Fifteen, mm-hmm. Cleveland should have won that series. 16, Golden State should have won that series. 15, Cleveland was the better team. 16, Golden State was the better team.
1: 16, and what you mean, and for people who don't know, what he mean by when he says that was basketball guys fixing that mistake, Draymond shouldn't have never been suspended. Right. He shouldn't have never been suspended. That series turned the moment Draymond went down with suspension.
0: Because then Kyrie and LeBron went off for 40 for three straight. Three straight.
1: It was even though he was on suspended for one game.
0: It changes the momentum.
1: It, it just completely just turned it, and then you just had. I like Steph Curry, man. Kyrie gave him the business. Yeah. Kyrie worked him, man. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't control him. They'll, they'll, switch off on him. Yeah. And then Kyrie do something, and next the thing you know, who right back on him? He just like my boy Troy always say, barbecue chicken. He could not <laughs> stop him.
0: Yeah, and then, okay, so look at 15. And this is one of the things. Everybody knows me. I'm a LeBron guy. Shamara will tell you, this dude is a LeBron guy. But this is what drives me crazy about LeBron. So you got Klay Thompson. And we're just eight seconds to go in the game of game one of the 15 finals. It's one-on-one. If you go up hard, put a body into the chest of Klay Thompson, two things are going to happen either going to get fouled or you're going to make the layup with an and one. But he decides to pull up for a jumper. You go into overtime. So you could have sealed the game right there. But you go into overtime and you lose Kyrie in the first minute. And then you had to ride yourself, J.R. Smith, Amon Shumpert, and Matthew Vadova for the next four games, five games. And yeah, you won a couple of those games. Cool. That's why I say if they had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irvin, they were the better team that year. But 16, Golden State was the better team. So, like I said, I like Brian. He's very smart. and I've been on his show before as a, 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 a co-host, a guest co-host. He's very smart. He does love his Warriors a little too much. A little too much. He likes the San Francisco Giants a little too much. But it's true. I can't
1: argue with him. I love my Braves.
0: Yes, yes he does. And we're about to get into some baseball. Uh, Real fast. We've already done NFL. We've done some NBA. Who are the four teams that make the college football playoff? Because we don't have enough time to get into this debate.
1: It's going to be a tough one, man. Because... I, I, they, I'm the board Bulldog fan. They just released our schedule. and our first game, what do you know? We play Alabama. First game?
0: First game. That might be for a couple. That can't be for this year. Schedules have already been out. Yeah, look that up. Um, I actually have the same four teams, well, three of the four teams that were in it last year, I believe in it this year. The only reason why I can't put Georgia in it is so because I believe that Georgia is going to have the same fate as they have where they're going to get into the SEC championship game and they're going to be ranked number four in the country. And then they get beat by Alabama in the SEC championship game. Therefore, it knocks them out. And I believe it's going to put Ohio State in. My
1: career, I was wrong, uh, We play Vanderbilt.
0: Vanderbilt. That sounds more like it. So, um. You, can't you will. No <laughs> Just wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait till December. We do got no
1: line.
0: Again? Yeah. That must have been a one and one.
1: Matter of fact, you go back to the last time they draw the board off on the National Championship. Eighty
0: eight, right? No, before that. I think it was nineteen eighty. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right.
1: They had the they got the exact same schedule this year that they had that year. Uh oh. Exact same schedule. Might I be I fate. Know. I don't know. Maybe
0: might, it's fate. It
1: might be trouble. Might be. But time will tell, man, the boys more gotta get
0: they got to get over that hump, man. Got to get over that hump. And that hump is called uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so, baseball. I want to talk a little Major League Baseball. Right. Because um, everybody knows me when it comes to sports, there's only one team that I truly root for, and they can be 30 and 96. I just don't care. I'm going to tell you that they're still the best team in the league because I love my Chicago Cubs, right, right. that much. In 2016, which, let me go ahead and tell everybody, some people already know this, they've heard me before. I have been telling people for years and years and years the Chicago Cubs would win the World Series in 2016. And that happened, right? In 2015, I actually was rooting for the Mets to beat the Cubs. I did not want the Cubs in the World Series in 2015 because I wanted to be right, correct? We want to be right. I tell people, don't be right, get it right, which there is a difference, and we'll get into that one day. But I've always told people, 2016, everybody asks me, why did you say 2016? It's very simple math. Let me break it down for you. 1908 was the last time they won a World Series. If you add 108 years to that, you get to 2016. Well, let's do some math. Do you know what 27 times four equals? 108. So you need 108 outs to win a World Series. So 108 added to 1908 was 2016. It was my simple math. I think I did it in about the sixth or seventh grade. So that's why the year 2016, I had always said the Cubs would win the World Series. But in 2014, the Cubs were trash. So then I started to not know if it was actually going to happen. Then they got Epstein, the rest is history. So, Spin, when was the last time the Braves not won the World Series but just got to the World Series?
1: Gotta go back to,
0: uh, I know they won it in ninety five, or was that ninety six?
1: I think you go
0: back
1: to nineteen ninety
0: nine. Ninety nine. Sweat swept by the Yankees. Swept by the Yankees. So matter of fact, I got a stat for the Yankee for you about the Yankees since we're talking about that. Nineteen since nineteen ninety nine. Was, is that how I heard it? Since 1999, the Yankees have only been in part of one other World Series since then. That means they've only played in one other World Series since then. I heard this the other I believe I heard it on the Dan Patrick show. So I could be quoting it wrong. If it's wrong, go after Dan Patrick, not me. Uh, <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about the Braves because I know you're a Braves guy. And uh, we do have a guy who listens to this show, Mr. Mr. Devin who wants to hear us talk about the Braves. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about the Braves because do you like the acquisitions they made? Can they make a push? Matt, I mean, you you did tell I me, mean, maybe you're the brave predictor. You did tell me the other day when the score was 6 to nothing against the Twins that by the end of the game, the score would be 11-7. to And what was the final score of that game? Seven. So maybe you know something I don't know.
1: Smith, I love him, great manager, sometimes he leaves the, leave the starter, the young starter out there, an inning too long, and and when he leaves there into that last inning, where he should have been taken out the inning before, he starts to get a little shaky, now I don't know if his fatigue weighing in, or he's not as in and stuff as he was, because he's seeing that guy for the second, third time, third, fourth time, sometimes like that, but once you get there, then the momentum starts to shift with you get you tag the, the starter that's been basically shutting you down all day, and you tag for two, three runs. Then you come, you, you take him out. Now you bring in a, a, a iffy bullpen guy. I mean, and our bullpen is full of iffy guys, man. I mean, right. Full of them. You got some guys that will shine sometime, and then on the next night, who the hell is that guy? Like, damn, he just came in and gave up three hits mm-hmm. back to back to back, like. Right. Man, for the Braves to win, I mean, and I don't know if it's too late, but something got to change. And, and I saw a report today about them bringing up the top pitching prospect, Ian Anderson. Uh, and you can? He's been lights out. No, in, 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 uh, nah, he ain't <laughs> been lights out, down and they just moved him up to Triple A.
0: Okay. Well, I did hear something today. Maybe it isn't too late because the Yankees were able to just acquire a pitcher from the Reds, and it's. What, two weeks? Three weeks after the trade deadline? So I don't know how they did it. Braves, I don't know if they're waiting on the physical to clear or what.
1: Alice went out and he made some, some deals to get bullpen help in here, But <laughs> he went out and got the wrong guys, man. Because, I mean, the closer. And I think he had, he had like a one, one, one something ERA, so two ERAs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in in two games. The break, he blew two saves. Two games. Two games.
0: I really thought that the Braves were going to go get, um, what's his name? Craig Kimball. I really did. All
1: right, we all did. We were all, all Braves, and lot of Yeah,
0: I really we, thought we, they were we, going to go get him.
1: We know, we would. you know what I'm saying, Craig, Craig Kimball's we knew we would get. hmm Luke, Cooper, he just got lit up. I think it was yesterday. Oh, lit. Yeah, mean, he got lit up. Mm -hmm. And he's been iffy since he's been. He's had a few good hours, but his whole, you know, since he's been with the Braves, he's been iffy. You know, he came with a heavy price tag.
0: Everybody likes to say that I like to bash the Braves. I like to bash the Falcons. I like to bash the Hawks. And it's not that I like to, it's the fact that I have so many friends that are Braves fans because we are down here in the middle of the Southeast. And I have so many friends that are Braves fans. I mean, Braves country is the entire southeast until you get down to about central Florida, right? It's all Braves country. And I have so many friends that are Braves fans. But here's the problem with, a, with Atlanta professional sports. They refuse to spend money. Uh, uh, Kimber wanted a long-term deal. The Braves would not give him a long-term deal. Basically, they wanted to sign him through the end of the year. I don't Just understand. to make a playoff push.
1: Like, who the hell do we have in the minor league that's that's a closer that you won't want to sign one of the best closers in today's baseball mm-hmm. to be on your team for two, three years? I don't get that. So that's
0: the Cubs went and got him. They gave him a three year deal. When he got or a four year deal, something like that. I
1: wanted to give him a one year deal. Man.
0: So the Cubs went and got him. The Cubs got a closer. And what is the one thing you need if you want to make a push in the playoffs? Close, man. You need pitching. You need you need a a good starter that'll get you five plus. You need some good uh bullpens, middle relief, and then you need a good closer. I mean if you look at the, the last look at the last five to ten years, it's all been winners that have had great pitching staffs. When
1: you get down you get into them uh, pennant races, man, you get in the playoffs in October, you don't even need the middle relief, but you need a good pitcher good starter that's going to get you seven. Seven or eight, if you can. Mm-hmm. He's that good, Clayton Kershaw. And you need <laughs> Except guy, for in the playoffs. <laughs> you need a
0: guy
1: that's going to come in that's going to get you three outs, possibly
0: four. Right. Matter of fact, the year, and it, it whenever you said that, I immediately thought of Aroldis Chapman, right? The Cubs used him at the end of that game seven of the World Series against the Indians. They used him for five outs. He threw... I think he threw almost 50 pitches that night just trying to get five outs because they had no pitchers left. So they turned to Aroldis Chapman, and he gave up a bunch of runs. They had, I think, a three-run lead going into the ninth, and they gave it all up because they had Aroldis Chapman in there. So the whole sport changes.
1: brady got a lot of young a lot
0: of young and they got a lot of young talent. That entire roster is young yeah, for the most man. part.
1: We know we got the office side. We got we got Cooley locked up. We got all these locked up. You got Freddie locked up. You know, but pitching is what wins, man. Pitching right. is what wins.
0: Right. So, so pitching
1: a beat, great hitting, anything, man. Anything, oh yeah.
0: Okay. So because pitching is so much key, I have always said. Do, do I think that the Cubs would have won the World Series, or do I think the Red Sox would have won the World Series, or Houston would have won the World Series because of their one big bat that they have on their roster? No. Because you can pitch around that guy. If you're the opposing pitcher, you can pitch around Altuve. You can pitch around Chris Bryant. You can pitch around Mookie Betts. Oh
1: Houston, man. Well, oh, Houston went out and got Justin Berlein already.
0: Guys. Yeah. They also, that, and that's why I was getting to here in just a second. They also went and got um dude from uh, Arizona. Can't think of his name off the top of my oh, head. Zach Greinke. Zach Grinke. And they are making another World Series push. Mm-hmm. I believe, I know Vegas doesn't have them as a favorites. I feel that the Houston Astros are the favorites to win it again this year. And, and is, I think.
1: Speaking of the Astros, that is who these young Atlanta Braves remind me of. That show was the bottom of the bottom of the, uh, the MLB for years. Right. They stopped fired on pitching and, and the position for Evan Jose Altuve came up, best mm-hmm. second baseman in the league.
0: They had Brian McCann for a little uh, while. Brian
1: McCann in, they had a a, a good DH in Evan Gaddis, mm-hmm. both who were former Brave player. Evan Gaddis was better suited for the American League because he really couldn't play a position. Right. I mean, he wasn't good enough to be a catcher. And the Braves tried him in the outfield, and in the playoffs, it made it, it just got his I mean,
0: Right. It,
1: it seemed like the, the, the other teams.
0: And you couldn't put him at first base because and, of Freeman. And
1: you couldn't put him there. You couldn't put him on third. I mean, just, so it was best for him to be in American League and win the DH Right. I and mean, he got a flip position. Just right. About him. But uh, that's, I, I think these Atlanta Braves, do I think we win this year, uh, being realistic, man, I think I don't think we win this year.
0: You think you're a year away, maybe I two?
1: I think we're a year or two away, but I think we are going to similar path of uh of Houston when they finally just got over the hump and all that young talent just put it together. Cause uh, it, we know we got the hitting. We got a, we got Acuna, who was an MVP candidate. We got Freeman, who was an MVP candidate. And uh, Josh Donaldson is a dark heart MVP candidate. Uh-huh. So we'll talk about the rainmaker. But uh, our pitching, we got to put together. And you made the question to me: when you got a young pitcher, you are not comfortable in a young pitchers. right? And Maysoroka is a great young pitcher. Mm-hmm. But would you trust him going up against nah. somebody a big a big name
0: guy? I mean, the only big name that I would say I'd be confident in him going against at this point would be Clayton Kershaw that's because Clayton Kershaw is so bad in the playoffs it's like Clayton Kershaw you know this is what I baseball changes because you got it's it's a foot race mm-hmm. right it's a long distance endurance foot race to get to the playoffs right and then it's a sprint from there and the game completely changes from the regular season to the postseason yeah I don't know what it is about the playoffs but he cannot get it together come the playoffs. I think he started to get it together last year. He had some really good outings. It's like how long have you been in the in the league? And, then, and how many times have you been to the playoffs and deep runs in the playoffs? and it's, What's going on here? And the other one was uh, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, for whatever reason, he struggled. Now, he was, he was always better than Kershaw in the playoffs. But he struggled just a little bit. But there's certain pitchers... That whenever it comes to playoff time, talking about the Braves, Maddox, was it Maddox that was just playoff bound? Every time he got rolling in the playoffs, lights out. So, um, we'll see. We'll see whenever it comes to that. So, last thing is, give me your pick for the World Series.
1: Atlanta has a great chance if we don't with
0: the Dodgers right now. I don't think anybody can get matched up with the Dodgers in the National League. I mean, I was looking at something today, and this is a team we haven't even talked about, but the Yankees. Their ratio win-to-loss, do you know what it is? What's that? Two to one. What? So they are 76-38. and 38. Man, you, got a lot of,
1: you got a lot of teams out there that are looking good, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just spending a stick with Minnesota. They look pretty good. All right. like you said,
0: you got Houston, good. Cubs uh, are starting to put some distance on the Cardinals in you know, the Central.
1: About the you know they got, with them heavy hitters, they got net, uh, They're savages, remember? Yeah, man.
0: Aaron, uh, Aaron Boone said they're savages, or Brett Boone, whatever his yeah, name that, is. That,
1: that really hurt me to say that, because I absolutely
0: hate
1: Yeah. And you got Houston. You know, uh. Cause like I said, it's to put
0: the- and then the question is, go what does the- St. Louis do? What if they make it into the wild card and they win that wild card game? I don't think you could you could go up against St. Louis and be confident. Let me
1: see, let me see what St. Louis St. Louis wild card. Yeah, I mean, they right there. Yeah. They're half a game up. Yeah. So that second spot.
0: And then I believe Chicago, if they win the division, they would have the worst Record of all the division winners. Mm. So therefore they would play St. Louis in a five-game series
1: they're fighting off the national.
0: Right, so in the most competitive division is the NL Central but I also think That that's the most dangerous division because I believe that they get the right Momentum at the right time they can absolutely make a run to the playoffs or in the playoffs so this has been the rant. That is Shamar. How can they find you on Twitter?
1: Find me on Twitter,
0: Silent Superman. Silent Superman. I am James Lasseter. I am Radio Guy 15 on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Find the show Facebook.com. The 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 rant on the Big League Sports Radio Network. As far as everything else, we will be back here next week, barring anything crazy happening. So uh, y'all we will see y'all then until then be safe be easy this is a rant.